and welcome to another episode of All That Film. Welcome to another episode of Hot Takes. Uh, we got some spicy opinions. I'm joined once again with Todd, uh, but we've oh. added a Lindsay mm. with the big three trifecta here. Um, we're ready for some we're ready for some spicy opinions okay so it's a me with the first uh take so uh we recorded we were recording this the day that uh the seminal uh mario bros trailer released from illumination um and you might be thinking to yourself oh is your hot take that you know, those just wait, wait, how about this? How about this? Todd, what do you think my take? What do you think my hot take is on this before I share? <laughs> okay, Chris Pratt will be the first voice actor to be nominated for an Oscar. Oh my gosh, no, <laughs> um, Lindsay, uh, yeah. do you have a guess at what my take could be? I think you're gonna support Mario getting rid of his bbl oh my gosh okay well first of all um let's not let's not small booty shame the movie mario todd probably has no clue what we're talking about anyway (laughs) (laughs) i knew exactly what you're talking about okay great todd's clearly tuned in my take um is that (laughs) illumination is about to indoctrinate our kids (laughs) And the reason is because I thought to myself, watching this trailer, and I I watched it with the group, and we had fun because we thought it was going to be ridiculous. We made bingo cards, all this fun stuff. And then we all kind of walked away from it like, you know, that Bowser section looks pretty good. Like, Chris Pratt, but the Bowser, the animation, they stepped up and all this stuff. And then I was thinking to myself, and I was like, there was the Gentle Minions thing. There was Sing 1 and 2. Uh, two, two really interesting films. We can all admit now that now that the cloud of negativity on Illumination that surrounds it. Here's the problem: I think Illumination is actually slightly underrated for all the hate they get. However, I think five years from now, if Mario is very good and they can hit on a couple other movies, I think there's going to be some yahoos in the next whatever the next generation is that are 15 right now that are going to say. Yeah, you know, Illumination's better than Pixar. Um, and they're starting to plant the seeds for the children of the United States to think that. <laughs> Thoughts? I don't disagree. Mostly just going based on my niece and nephew and how much they love Sing 2. They love Sing 2 so much more than any Pixar movie that they've seen. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a time where I would have disagreed with you, but then I met people who were raised on the prequels, like the Star Wars prequels, and are, like, obsessed with them. And I don't even want to get into a debate about whether they're bad, but obsessed with them. So, like, I do think there's a generation that's kind of growing up with this being, like, the animated films that they get really into. Uh, I noticed that my son, who's 15, kind of thinks they're funny and like likes the like likes the charm. Like wanted to go see Sing Two with me, which cracked me up. You know what I mean? As a 15 year old, so uh, yeah, I I actually I, don't I'm telling you, it, it's the way the way we're like me and Lindsay 
have nostalgia for early Pixar is the way I'm already seeing it happen. Cause when mm-hmm. Minions 2 came out, all of these like very, uh, I guess, older teenagers showed out in droves and suits. And it was funny and all like, mm-hmm. gentle minions trend or whatever. Um, and I just think it's going to go even further if they actually release a semi good film. Uh, and then that's too far. <laughs> but, um, Started things out, uh, Todd. You have the floor for one of your takes. <laughs> okay, my takes are very old man yells at cloud. Uh, my first one that I'll go with is that I think Marvel is pretty much in the end game now in terms of <laughs> like dominance like i think it'll still have fans but like i think it's reaching like a saturation point where there's just so damn much and the quality is kind of reaching the mean for some of them and i i think i think it's becoming less interesting and is on its way out as like now, a dominant in fairness, yeah is is this take also included with our lost episode where you said, do we really need a She-Hulk when we have a He-Hulk? Okay, now that's a damn lie. And <laughs> we all uh, no, know, we I, all know okay. that was our friend White Vision. <laughs> so okay, I have I have a sl- I didn't want to completely stand by this take because I think this one could be wrong and I don't even know if I completely believe it. Um I'm worried. That and this actually will go into a different take in a little bit. I'm a little worried that Black Panther 2 is going to be fine and not great, and that's the one that, like, I think really has to nail it because, like, between this, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff, there's a whole lot of stuff. Um, but I, Todd, we talked about this, I forget which podcast, uh, and Lindsay, I don't know if you're here, you were here, but I think I'm taking a break after. Black Panther 2. Like, I'm just going to... Anything that people say are good, I'll catch up later on Disney+. Plus. But otherwise, I'm going to take a pause with Marvel just for a little bit. Lindsay, what are your thoughts on uh, uh, Marvel fatigue? Yeah. I think that the TV shows may have killed it. I, I don't know. I was a really big MCU stan. And now it just seems exhausting. It really does. It's just like I can't even finish one of these shows. Like I got two episodes into She Hulk, and I'm like, oh my god, I hate this. Um, (laughs) it's so bad. Okay, wait. I I have I have one quick, slight hot take on She Hulk. Um, Disney shot themselves in the foot with She Hulk, like severely. A where it was released, the fact that like the (laughs) the comparable. Well, one. It came out in the in the revival of sitcoms. So we have Abbott Elementary single-handedly uh, bringing back the sitcom era. But also, like, Home Economics is pretty good. The reboot show that just came out um, from the Modern Family Guy. Like, there's a lot of choice. And then on top of that, She-Hulk decided to debut when House of Dragon and Brings of Power came out. Like, it's yeah. just... It's such an odd choice. Yeah, that was silly. <laughs> and the other thing that they, you know, the second bullet that they shot in the other foot 
is, uh, I guess, spoilers for She-Hulk. Not actual spoilers. Um, not really, I guess. Um, they showed in the promotional after like three episodes. So I would assume it wasn't performing the best. They showed Daredevil to be like, hey, nerds, look who it is. Look who it is. It's your fave. And then all these people that were excited to see Daredevil in the next episode were like, sick, we're yeah. getting Daredevil. We're getting and all the scores have been terrible since that ad came out. Because it's a bunch of nerds being like, where's Daredevil? Where's Daredevil? Um, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's so messy. It's just like, it's not... Like, it could have been good if it was a sitcom. It's not a sitcom. It's just bad. And every clip I see of it looks like a video game, and it sounds like a video game. Like, it doesn't sound like the actors are in the same room talking to each other. You know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds like they're reading their lines completely separate and not actually seeing another human being. Well, it's so bad. Can I, can I raise you one thing about this? How do you watch She-Hulk? Like, when you I did don't. watch the first two episodes? On my TV. Right, but like what setting, I guess. The, the I don't reason know. I, asked, I have watched, she, I haven't watched all the episodes. I think I've only watched five. Um, I've watched She-Hulk when I'm like doing the dishes and I just put a show on and mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think about it too much. And I was like, you know, this is, this is fine. Like I'm, this is a good show for this. Instead of like a podcast, I just have She-Hulk on. And then there's some times where like you're talking about, I'm like, huh, that looks that She-Hulk there looks a little weird in that scene. Um, it's a weird show. But, uh, Lindsay, you're up with your own take. It is your time to shine. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I just wanted to finish my point about the MCU. Um, it, they should have just stuck to two, three movies a year. Why'd they do this? Why, why'd they do this? Agreed. Anyway. Um, well, oh, well, wait. Can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did WandaVision kind of ruin some of this? Because even with like Loki is my favorite of the shows, but like people cared when WandaVision was coming out week to week. Mm -hmm. And there hasn't been any of that since. No, no, <laughs> not since at all. <laughs> like <laughs> Falcon and Winter Soldier was the opposite of at least for our group, like for a lot of our crew. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that um, one was painful. So I almost um, feel like the fact they opened with that and it's like, oh, this is what these shows could be. Sure, that's fine. I will. Yeah, because that one felt like a TV show and not like an eight hour long movie. Right. Why was Moon Knight a show? <laughs> <laughs> well, I also, the thing that I'm, I'm a little curious about, I, I don't know if I'm going to watch it unless someone tells me to, that isn't a, a huge Marvel fan still in phase four. Um, you mean Logan? It, no, no, no. They have no. Gosh, we'll get to that. Um, they have <laughs> the they have the Halloween special in October, which is that that at least oh, to that me actually like, does look like it slaps. Right, like they're playing with the form, so I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You're doing something at least. <laughs> I am uh, as the per as the person who brought this take up originally. I am hoping the Halloween special indeed. Am I using this word correctly? Slaps. Yes. Yeah, you got it. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I hope that it slaps. I I think my main thing is there's just too damn much of it now, and I that's mm -hmm. my old man yells at cloud take is that I agree with Lindsay uh, in that it was better when it was just a couple of films a year, but now it genuinely has started to feel like an obligation for the first time. 
And uh, okay, wait, I, I do kind of disagree with that a little bit, only because I think the movies haven't been good either. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, I no for sure, but like it's less of an obligation, right? Right. Go watch a bad movie twice a year. Well, I just watch mean eighteen like, shows that are bad. Right. I I mean like th- so far like this phase at least like for me, because I wasn't as high on no way home as other people were. And it's cool. Other mm, people do like it. I have, I have Shang-Chi and then black Widow is the next one. I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, movie wise. I think it was just, it, they're just starting to lose their soul a little bit. Like I, not to claim they were deeply soulful films in the first place, but there was something kind of like campy and fun and genuine about them. And they're just starting Mm -hmm. to feel more and more and more and more produced. Uh, Mm -hmm. Lacking in something special. And that, that's what I'm concerned about, but who knows? Maybe, maybe the fight with Kang or whatever the hell the next avengers movie is called maybe that'll get me mario's big booty all right Lindsay, you're up what's your next take um i said i remembered my takes and then and you lied I lied uh, okay um, i will start was, for you. oh it was about barbarian being bad okay actually can we can we save that one for a different time because i still oh, haven't seen yes. barbarian Oh Apologies. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it's go, go for you. Uh, uh, don't worry. Darling. Okay, um, <laughs> we're really not. Gonna, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Another time. Look, look, look. Here's here's what we're gonna do. I'm I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch Men. We're gonna watch Halloween. Kill. Rich and Todd will be doing a Halloween Kills review that will be on this podcast. But I think we're gonna do a horror themed like full all the horrors of this mo- of this year. X, uh, Men, Pearl, Pearl, um. Smile. Barbarian smile, all of them. We're gonna do like a hot takes, massive. Maybe not even a hot takes, just a recap thing. And Lindsay okay. can can air out, or Lindsay and Todd specifically, I guess. Oh, that can hurt. air out the barbarian. That beat. hurt to not be. Able um, to I'm sorry, I okay. hated it. Ah, um, um, Lindsay, share your don't worry, darling. Uh, take. Oh, okay. Right. My don't worry, darling. Take is maybe no longer factual because I did make the take before I saw the movie. Um, where I was like, Harry Styles doesn't look like he's doing that bad of a job. And okay, I still think that he didn't do that bad of a job. I think people are really overreacting when it comes to his acting ability. But then there are some scenes towards the end where it's pretty bad. But like for the majority of the movie, he was perfectly fine. I think people are overreacting. I think most um, acting bad takes are, are not good <laughs> yeah Just I mean, there's I, definitely I some scenes where he couldn't keep up with the rest of the cast also right. i think people are too harsh on don't worry darling in general particularly olivia wilde like i'm not saying woo i'm so glad you cheated on jason sudeikis but like that has nothing to do with her directing ability and the movie was very well directed people's problems are with the script and they're blaming olivia wilde even though she did not write the movie she directed the movie and it looks wow. fantastic and everyone's like Olivia Wilde's a slut and I'm like oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying people are way too harsh on her right now because I think that she killed it 
and Don't Worry Darling was really, really well made. Uh, and Lizzie, yeah, the quick, script was a little shitty towards the end. Quick question. Like, quick yeah. question. Who is your favorite One Direction member? It might be Harry Styles. Mm, it, interesting. It might, be, it might be. I might be a Harry Styles. <laughs> I, I endorse I this take. I endorse this take. She did nothing wrong. If you were doing your thing, directing a movie on top of the world, and then you cast Harry Styles in your movie, are you not going to go fuck him? Like, (laughs) leave leave her alone. She's just being a human being. Todd, do you have any thoughts specifically on that last sentence? Uh (laughs) I mean, I... I want to buy the T-shirt. I, that's what I want. I, I'm on board. How are you supposed to say no to Harry Styles? I don't even know. Um, you know, that's a good point. You know? um, so, per Lindsay, don't worry, darling. If, Best movie was, ever. All right. Um, I'm just saying, it was really good, and it was funny and weird. And people are being really harsh on it, and I don't think people would be as harsh on it as they are if there wasn't all the drama. Well, okay, so so real quick thing too, we were going to do we didn't end up doing it. We might do it later. Um, but when Jordan Peele released uh Nope, we were gonna do a up and coming director draft just mm-hmm. to see like where people rank, like all the different directors. And I feel like on a lot of people's list, even though she had one movie, Olivia Wilde would be like towards the top. And I don't know where she'd be now. But like you're saying, like if it is because I haven't seen it, um, if it still is well directed, it is interesting that people are like, "Oh my gosh, she made a dumpster fire of a movie." Dumpy, 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 dumpy. Blaming her for all of it, and just because they're slut shaming her—that's all I'm saying. Well, like- okay, so um, I get the frustration about um, you know going to a wedding with Harry Styles while everybody else is like, yeah, yeah, all this stuff, and the Shia LaBeouf thing. Sure. However, I I will say like all of all of that stuff. Was I know like it was fun for people to be like, oh my gosh, the drama of it all is a little weird. Um, that that was like being aired out, especially because was that was so Warner weird. Bros. like one movie. <laughs> it was so I, weird. Yeah, I mean, I was following the drama with popcorn. I was infested, but like, I just don't think that she made a bad movie. I think that she did a really good job making a movie, and the script was just a little bit weak towards the end. But, like, she didn't write the movie. You know what I mean? Right. Right, right, right. Um, that's, a, that's a good first take. All right. Um, here's the one that we were talking... Actually, Todd, do you want a news one or one of the initial takes that I sent you from me? I'll take a newest one. Okay. Um, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go ahead and get my two out of the way. Um, I think... And I'm very curious what Lindsay thinks about this because we might disagree. I don't know. Um, I think the Wolverine news in Deadpool 3 uh, sets us back greatly as a society. No, I Um, hate it. Okay, okay. Um, And and the reason is because, like, I think of the people that I – it was so interesting when I talked to some people because they're like, oh, well, you know, he was always going to come back. Like, money's money. I was like, oh. All right, like that. I there was something I saw that the actor uh, who plays Ned in Spider Man, he he was like, oh yeah, you know, we're all doing our own thing right now. We don't need to do another Spider Man. There were some people that are like, what do you have going on? Like, you need the Disney money. Um, and like on a grander scale, 
Like, sure, could Hugh Jackman and Deadpool be fun? Maybe. But you just gave us the end of this character. All the while, we're supposed to have a new Wolverine, allegedly, sometime in the next five years. And it just, like, all the people that were like, listen, this was gonna, this was inevitable. We're gonna enjoy it. And then to some people, I was like, well, this just sets a really bad precedent because they can bring anybody back. They're like, and I, I, I bring up like, well, what's stopping them from doing like a Robert Downey Jr. thing? They're like, yeah, half the people that like the Wolverine news are like, oh, well, I'd be fine with that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Nothing matters. None of this matters. Nothing matters. <laughs> oh, I, that's a good point. But my issue was that if I have to see Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman quip with each other, I'm going to shoot myself <laughs> in the face. I don't want to see it. Wow. I'm so, so over Ryan Reynolds. He, the first Deadpool was fun. I enjoyed it. And then he made the same movie eight times a year ever since. And it's not funny anymore. <laughs> we as a society have moved past Deadpool. Uh, well, Free Guy's box office begs to differ, unfortunately. Free Guy was so bad. It was so successful. It is the most successful original movie, like, in the past 10... One of the more successful, quote-unquote, original um, movies. Can I, can, I, can I give a take here? Go yeah. for it. I think people get too mad about Deadpool. Uh, I think... Uh, well, just because I said I wanted to shoot myself in the face, I'm too mad. I think so. I think, I think <laughs> I'm gonna go... But here's the thing. You are part of a pattern of people I see who respond to the Deadpool movies that way. and I Or, like, at least the sequel. And I... My hot take is... The Deadpool movies are pretty good. And that's it. Well, like you know, I like just, that, and that's about it. Thing. Like when I heard this news, I wasn't surprised. Marvel might as well have like a subtitle that's like Marvel showing capitalism at work. Like they basically prove that like any actor has a price. You know, like and so I don't know. Like yeah. it doesn't that stuff doesn't surprise me really. So when I heard this news it didn't bother me that much, but I get if you really hate Ryan Reynolds. Well, I have I have two things. I'm just, I don't even hate the two, the Deadpool movies that right. already exist. I'm just imagining an MCU Deadpool movie after all this like time of me like having to watch Ryan Reynolds and be annoyed and I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it so much. Cuz to be to be fair Todd, Lindsay said we've we've grown past Ryan Reynolds movies and that's including Six Underground, uh the one with the rock, uh Red Notice, um Free Guy, uh the one on Netflix this year that some people liked and some people didn't. The Adam Project. The Adam Project. Uh, uh, there's a lot of don't exist. There is an oversaturation of Mr. Reynolds. Um and here's here's the second point that I wanted to make just real quick. Um, I will say I might be a little skewed because even though I don't completely love the idea of this casting, I'm happy for my boy. There are heavy rumors that Taron Edgerton could be the new Wolverine. And I think okay. like I just win me over. I know well the thing is like what is what does this do for that? Like, I, I'll tell you I what know. it does for that. It means Wolverine's finally going to have some fat-ass thighs. 
That's what it means. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> no, it'll probably be something stupid. Like, this is the Wolverine from this universe, but this is the Wolverine from this universe. <laughs> this Wolverine has a ponytail and speaks Spanish. Um, I know I'm... I know I'm a fan of No Way Home, so I'm not allowed to joke about that. But, like, No Way Home <laughs> did it good, and the rest of them haven't. I, look, look, here's the thing. I think a lot of people that like No Way Home that also are a little sick of multiverse stuff acknowledge that if it wasn't Spider-Man, they would otherwise not care. And that's Exactly, fine. exactly. Spider-Man's different. I'm um, a Spider-Man fan first. In right. Human Spider-Man is your own, like, you kind of put up with nonsense when you walk in the door. Um, if you're a Spider-Man fan. Okay, here's here's my other second uh, news take. Okay. Um, this movie received uh, discourse again because it was uh, the number one movie at the box office worldwide. Uh, and my take is not that Avatar 2 will be the highest grossing film of this year. Because that could be a, a take in itself, especially because Top Gun did really well. However, uh, my take is that Avatar haters do not have an argument anymore. And my point mm-hmm. is that all of these years, like for the past seven or eight years, people have been clamoring like no one cares about Avatar. No one cares about Avatar. And then they re-release it after 10 years. Granted, there's a sequel coming. Sure. But it was the number one movie at the box office. Sure, is it in September? But it still made $20 million at the box office. Um, and I just, I think it's going to do gangbusters. I think it's going to be really good. I think a lot of people, like the second movie, I think a lot of people are going to go to the theater and be like, oh, wow, that's really fun. And I just, I don't get how there's still people that are like, yeah, I don't know about this one. Could it be, is it worth like all these, all this stuff? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's just, let's just trust James Cameron. Hmm? That might be a good idea. And like, I think like it was a debate for a little bit, but I think at this point, like, they don't have a leg to stand on in their work. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny because I feel like if all of that chatter about it being irrelevant, if they hadn't done any of that, it would probably just be like irrelevant. But because everybody kept talking about how it's the biggest movie you love and nobody ever talks about it anymore. Like you guys are talking about it though. Right. Right. Um, and that, that's the really interesting thing um, about it that people feel the need. I just, I can't think of like a, like, it would be like me being like, you know, the, the social network was people's favorite movie in 2010. And I don't hear people talking about uh, the seminal yada yada Justin Timberlake performance in that movie. Or I, there are people still talking about the social network. See, so it's probably a bad I actually, I actually <laughs> think that's like a horrible example, hey. Because, like, <laughs> Avatar. People are still talking about that Andrew Garfield scene, unfortunately. Yeah. But so. also, yeah it's- quite relevant okay here's the deal um i'm todd is an avatar hater first Um, i'm not an avatar hater my i have been guilty in the past of saying i'm dubious about whether it'll become the high like it's automatically going to become the highest you know what i mean like uh best-selling movie well because i wasn't very active in this i don't interact with these people online that annoy y'all I don't I don't really interact with them uh, or see them because I'm not on the internets as much like and I mean that though so like I I, I imagine they are annoying but I just don't interact with them well, but I have been guilty I well, well hold on let me finish real quick I've been guilty of saying that I 
we really did go through a period of over 10 years where nobody gave a fuck about Avatar. Like, nobody talked about it. It just, like... Mm-hmm. There just wasn't fan fiction on it. There wasn't oh. anything. And then I think to a certain degree it is proof that, like, the the machine that is advertising and promotion can, like, generate something out of something. I'm not saying it's crap. I'm just saying right, because, I think it's, like, Disney... a pretty decent movie that we've turned into, like, the biggest movie of all time because James Cameron is that powerful. Right, and and I think Disney knew what they were doing releasing it in September where people would be talking about it as the quote-unquote number one movie of the weekend. Sure. Um, here's a couple things, just real quick. Um, one, I think Social Network was a terrible example. Uh, apologies. Um, here's another comparable one. I think in this day and age, I don't think people are talking about Mac- Mad Max Fury Road nearly enough as they should because that movie was huge. For what it was. And I think part of it is for the same reason of Avatar, where that movie is an experience in the biggest screen and loudest audio system you can have. So when Mad Max Furiosa or whatever Mad Max 2 comes out and they do a re-release, like my butt is in the seat to see that again in theaters on the biggest screen. Because that's a, I, I think that's a comparable example. I think it's a comparable example. I, I just think Mad Max is better. You know, uh, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. People, I people think it's a comparable talk example. about Mad Max as one of the best action movies of the past decade. I so mean, obviously, it's still talked about. I mean, Avatar fell off the face of the fucking planet for like a decade. <laughs> yeah, but that's what my point was too, though. That like it really was irrelevant, but then everybody constantly talking about yeah. how irrelevant it was made it, it relevant again. <laughs> That's fair. And like, the right. reason that this is all happening is because you guys all were like, oh my god, this irrelevant movie. And I'm like, well, it's now it's relevant, and it's gonna make a ton of money. <laughs> and um, it's all my quick. fault. It's all my fault. It's your, <laughs> your fault. Um, real quick. The have y'all taken a look at the 2022 release calendar? Is the only reason that I brought this the back 2022 up. release calendar, like at at the end of the year when Avatar? Yeah, comes I've got a whole list of every movie coming out. Right. Um. Here are some of the competitors with Avatar two. Uh. <clears throat> um. An illustrious group. I want to dance with somebody. Puss in yep. Boots. The <laughs> Last Wish. Um. Women Talking expands. Babylon in limited run. Um, and then the start of the year, uh, I believe the movie that was the, the, the guy who hunts animals in Spider-Man, Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter has moved. Shazam has moved from December. Like all of these movies. Yeah, Aquaman went, moved. Aquaman moved a, a while ago, but that may be because they just didn't have the movie done the the closest actual movie that halts avatar is february 17th and guess what it's disney with ant-man in the wasp quantumanium um i just think this movie is about to make a ton of money i think it's gonna have to try to beat puss in boots the last witch (laughs) gonna try Look, you might be right. Who knows? Maybe they're competing for IMAX 3D spots with with Puss and No, but yeah, this movie's going to make a fuck ton of money. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I feel like it's going to be really silly that we had this whole hubbub 
that people are like, you know, it isn't kind of that relevant anymore. And it's like, oh, turns out when you release another movie, look at that. Um, but uh, okay, my other take. So I have, I have, I have one of my old takes. So that way, I'm caught up with y'all. Um, I'm really sorry. I came with six. I, I knew, but have... everyone else has only had. All right, go ahead. Okay, go for Todd. Go for no, it. Go I've had three. You're right. You're right. You're right. No, no, no. I've had three. Go for it. Okay. No, go ahead. I insist. Go ahead. No, no, Todd. Please give your second take. I'm itching for it. Okay. I think during COVID, we're going a little crazy and we've reached an anti-art phase in movies where the best movies are actually like blockbuster sort of movies again. Where, uh, like, I know that sounds weird, but like we haven't for a while we've been in this phase where like the artsiest or best movies of the year contrast with the most successful movies of the year. And I think a lot of the more successful like movies have been kind of like silly anti-art sort of films. Like, so for me, like, Top Gun Maverick, The Batman, even Nope, I would say, even Everything All at, uh, Everywhere All at Once, which has, like, a bunch of, like, <laughs> like, anal probe jokes, and, uh, you know what I mean? Like, a bunch of lowbrow humor. Uh, so that's my weird take. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. I think we're, we're reaching a phase where we need more, like, just kind of, like, crazy shit. And so that's what, like, the best movies are right now. Well, do you think, do you think part of that is the crazier movies are going to be the more low-budget low stuff and because there's no, like, happy medium to facilitate, like, the medium-budget movies? Um, like... For instance, like a gladiator probably isn't getting made with whoever the new like up and coming director is. The only close equivalent is the Northman. Do you think that's weird enough or not weird enough? Definitely not weird enough. Not weird enough. <laughs> but so you want you want the full eggs cut? I the full Bobby eggs I cut. Do. I want the full Bobby eggs cut. But like Bobby eggs cut. But like I don't know if my take makes sense. I just no. I think I get what you're saying. Um, Movies are sillier this year, but in a way that I I like, or for whatever reason. Like, I feel like a lot of the top movies are... I don't know. I didn't realize this is where you were going to go with this take when you sent the list of stuff. Um, I thought you were going to say just movies have gotten worse. Oh, no, (laughs) no. Which I was tempted um, to be like, okay, man, let's let's see what this take because we were in a dark place movie wise for 2020 and no. a lot of 2021. <laughs> so I was like, huh, that that's going to be a very bold take of Todd in 2022, like comeback year to be like, no, you know, movies are bad. Um, no, I actually no, think this year is great, but I think the movies here here's the best summary I can do. The movies that I think are the best this year are all movies I could also show my dad. Oh. And, that's a good point. And that's different than other years for me. For sure. Like, all of the, like, 
mainstream movies are actually the best of the year. Yes, that's and I think what like. I'm arguing. Hey, could could I could I add one? And this might be part of your take that maybe I wasn't getting fully uh, when you said it. Could part of that be because all of these movies have kept getting pushed back to where know. we were eventually going to have something like this? Or could it just be that Todd is going through a basic bitchification maybe. and now he only maybe. likes <laughs> mainstream <laughs> <laughs> that could be it we can't rule that i out, originally sure. called this a late covid anti-art phase to sound pretentious but yeah it's really just the todd basic bitchification that's what, i think nice. that's what it is um all right, learned Lindsay, what's your next i time? learned something about myself on this episode <laughs> take was kind of lame it was just that i like uncharted <laughs> go on <laughs> wait okay so so here's here's i guess my question for you um, yeah to get a take out of this i guess to get a further take than just i i love uncharted my Tom Holland boy um jumping around do you think had uncharted released as a netflix original do you think it would have done better like reception no. wise from the really <laughs> yeah i don't think so i think <laughs> the video game nerds are really lame. <laughs> they were so mad that it was different but have they ever considered that some people have never played those games and they don't care mm. they just want to see tom holland hunt treasure <laughs> <laughs> see this the, the way you feel is how i feel when people say game of thrones got bad in season five and six, and they're like, the books, that's where the books, the books are better. I read, I read. And I'm like, okay, ah. but the books are better, and <laughs> right. the show does suck. <laughs> right. I'm like, you know, there's this, there's this full page where <laughs> George R. R. Martin is describing dirt on Jon Snow. <laughs> I think I'm good. <laughs> the books are really good. Hey, I know. Look, I know the Hold books on. are probably great. I have two of them that I want to read, but I just hey, not yet. Not for me your yet. book reader voice. I just... The books are really good. <laughs> hey, the books are really good. Well, it just, it, <laughs> in the canon of the series, you'll see that uh, actually. Um, I just don't know what Tom Holland is going to be next in his career because I don't know if like Action Star is working out just based on everybody's reactions to everything that he does. Well, but what about I, I Cherry, be... Cherry 2? Well, no. can I say this? <laughs> I expect Tom... How old is he right now? Probably like, like 25? No. He's Let older than that. It can't be 28. Is it, he's got he I think he's 28. He's 26. Okay. Oh, gosh darn. What so, the difference? I I could see him in his early 30s having like a renaissance where he's a good actor. I think he just I think he looks too young. I think mm. he, I I just I really think he looks too young. Like he's perfect for Spider-Man, but it's just I think until he breaks that image, he looks a little too Great, like something's just off That's about fair. him. Uh, in in these roles, he was really good at hunting treasure, though. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way, we get to the the best take 
um, that I the reason that I wanted to do this. So I, so I had a a ton of fun takes to talk about. Um, actually, I know what take is next. So instead, I'll do a different one, and we'll get to that one. Sizzle for that one in a sec. Um, I know what Todd's about to say because he sent me his. Unless he's pivoting. Um, here's my take. I don't need to see Top Gun Maverick. Thoughts? You do. You need to see. What are you talking about? You need to see. Let me explain. Can I explain? Can I explain? No. Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> as a movie, like in, in real life, in the people that I talk to, you know, randomly, they know I love movies. They know I love talking about movies, all this stuff. And they'll usually say, oh, have you seen like this movie? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we'll chat about it in a little bit, but it's not the same. Like you can tell they're like, they want to impress the movie man. Like, Oh, I want to recommend you a movie. And I've seen a lot of movies, you know, not to, not to brag or anything, uh, but I've seen a lot of movies and the way people talk about Top Gun Maverick to me, and I'm allowed to say, I still haven't seen it yet. And they have this excitement. Like you need to the same thing. Y'all just did to me. I really enjoy it. Um, it's, it's fun to be on the other end of this, uh, and people to, to tell me how much they love a movie to try to sell me on it that I don't need to see. It can be my white whale now. Well, I think this movie brought together gay people and military people. Like, do you know how powerful that is? <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with this. I'm not, you know, um, taking it away, anything away from that. What I'm saying is I'm glad for those people. But I will wait. I don't know when. Um, hey, I don't know when. I think this is one of the most selfish things you've ever done, which is <laughs> you're. De- yeah, that's really gross. <laughs> pretty gross. You're depriving us of getting to hear your response to really a special film. So yeah, I think that's disgusting. Okay, okay. Can can I just can I briefly say? Can I give you a list of the 10 most popular films according to Letterboxd after Top Gun Maverick? So if yeah. I, because this is the thing, the, the, for, the, for a while, it was Bohemian Rhapsody because that movie was huge sure. um, mm-hmm. on Letterboxd. And I was like, yeah, I don't need to see it in the theater. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, huh. And then it was Suspiria for a little bit. So Top Gun's at number one in popularity. Movies I haven't seen. Then Licorice Pizza. Don't see it. Oh, yeah, don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, X. Oh, you should see it. Yeah. The Devil Wears Prada. Oh my God! What? <laughs> hey. Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. Sorry, I like the, the Green Knight. Yeah. The worst person in the world. Okay. And I think we're at six right now. Let me go to the other page. Spencer, uh, Squid Game, Queen's Gambit, Fresh, and then Suspiria used to be my number one. That's the list. They're all newer movies, and I just like that I have like a, a decent rotation. You know, um, you need to watch The Devil Wears Prada like right. I now. do. I have it on DVD. It's just been in storage. I would have watched it had I not moved from where I was. Um, I know it's on Hulu or something, but you know, do I need to watch it? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> anyway, Tom, uh, following this Top Gun take, do you by chance? Have a top gun take to follow it up. Yes, I do, you contrarian piece of shit. <laughs> I do. And my my hot take is that the Oscar over under bet for Oscars for Top Gun Maverick should be two and a half. 
Two and a half. And you explain that to me like I'm five. Uh, it means Top Gun has to get more than two to win that bet if you bet the over on bets. So it would have to get three awards. Oh. So, oh, no, 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 no. On, uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is a very hot take, though. This is just my should. Um, because I think... <laughs> I genuinely believe, and I have harped about this in another episode that got lost, so I'll just harp on it here. I genuinely believe that it's one of the best action films and action sequels ever made, and that there are very few films I've seen that more perfectly accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, like in terms of like goals to meeting the goals and I'm a big fan. I think it should be up there for the major awards. And so, yeah, I mean, it is really predicted to be a best picture nominee right now. Like that's for real. Well, I know it's in most people's predictions. I really think even though that these two films are, the polar opposite on the on the spectrum of movies. I really think Coda set a precedent for Top Gun to actually win. Well, <laughs> so it could happen. That's fine with me because okay. Well, Lindsay, you've seen it. You obviously don't like it quite as much as I do, but you obviously liked it, right? What Top Gun? Yeah. I gave it five stars. Oh, I did too. Okay, I didn't realize you liked it as well. Yeah. Uh. Oh yeah, it's like my third favorite movie of the year i think okay for me it's number two Man, this, is, this is a really good movie i should probably see it for me it's number wow. two behind triple r which isn't gonna get nominated for me oh no it is number two for me it's just behind nope oh there you go wow. so to me it's just such a good freaking movie and like it was amazing to me as cynical as i am that like I actually felt patriotism randomly. Like yeah, I, I was like fully like America, you yeah! like <laughs> like in one of my theaters, people were like breaking out into applause randomly at different moments and like freaking out in the theater. Yeah, yeah it was great. I, I so yeah, that's my hot take. My hot take is that it should be nominated for best picture. It should be nominated for best original screenplay. And it should be nominated for uh, special effects, which don't exist. But that like uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise, or, well, no special effects, yeah. Uh, but then also uh, it should be nominated for uh, Tom Cruise. So that's four for me. So I'm giving it a two and a half, though. Wow. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's got a really good chance at getting some of those. So, yeah. that's Well, there we go. Maybe it's not even that hot of a take, but, but that's where I am. I think it's, I think it it's hard now. Hey, um, I, I think it just hurts me because I genuinely think you would enjoy the movie. <laughs> that's what's yeah, killing me um, about it. That's what's killing me about it. Gave it gave me chills yes. at points. Like, oh, my God. I was exhilarated at moments during this film. <laughs> my friend that I saw with, Mackenzie, she cried, like, openly weeped. <laughs> at several points. Yeah. And she didn't, she's never even seen Top Gun. She loved it. Wow. Okay, so, I, Lindsay, do you have any <laughs> takes that you would like to pull before I finish with my two? 
Well, you already, you just told me my other one I wasn't allowed to say because you haven't seen right. Barbarian. Right. I took. Um, do you want to say anything about Velma as a hot take? About what? Velma. Um, oh, I mean, this isn't a hot take. It's just that I was right years ago and you were wrong <laughs> years ago. And now I'm vindicated. Okay, can I, can I say... I don't think this is a hot take. If if we're doing uh, tepid takes, just real quick. Um, I think talking about a show before it's completely out, we need to, and this is my fault for it, so I mostly stay away from social media, um, but we need to stop this nonsense of like, we're talking about a show. So the design for some of the characters came out and everybody was like, I don't know about this one. And it's like, there's nothing, the show's not out. Like, I... I don't know. Let's let's wait a second because I, I just feel like every Scooby Doo iteration, people are like the animation looks weird, and like yeah. that's what happened with Mystery Incorporated, and it's considered one of the best Scooby Doo things of all time. Um, yeah. But uh, is okay. it a hot take that I put I ranked Do Revenge above everything, everywhere, all at once? Okay, that actually perfectly <laughs> um, wait segues. <laughs> in, that is a scorching hot take, but that perfectly bleeds into a take that I have. Wait, can I can I finish something on Velma real quick? Go for yeah. it. Okay, I just want to say that I support her and good for her. Yeah, I'm an ally. So yeah, ally. Yes, speak Valentina. What? Ally. Ally. I'm uh so I'm uh yeah yeah yeah. I uh I was shocked to find out, but I'm really excited and I'm happy for her. So yeah. I wasn't I shocked. I've known for years. I was shocked. <laughs> this is so Lindsay tried to tell me that Velma was a lesbian with Mystery Incorporated. Uh, and she had facts and logic. And I have looked uh, stupider and stupider as every day passes. Now that, um, but, now that Velma's officially lesbian, what will people do for their PowerPoint parties? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, true. Big, big loss for the PowerPoint I'm, I'm deep into Taylor Swift is gay TikTok. I could make so many PowerPoints about it. Oh I The Gaylor um, content. Oh, my God. I could make so many PowerPoints. Circling back to... Do revenge. We can get to your take because that is insane, Lindsay. But it's um, a good, it's a correct take. I don't. Here, here's here's my opinion. Um, Netflix is preserving film history with Do Revenge. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? What? So what I mean is we don't have these teens doing dumb things movies. It, the Max Keeble's Big Day, if you will. Um, and I think do it was Max Keeble's big move, but go on. Sure, sure. Whatever you need to name that, we we have lost this art as a society. And uh, yeah, exactly. We have this high budget film, semi high budget for what it is, and we're still going to do it anyway. And people are going to talk about it, and we're going to be in the discussion, and people are going to be like, "Hey, this was fun. I liked doing revenge." And honestly, here's here's my little tiny take along with Do Revenge, that I don't even know if I believe. Do Revenge made me a small percentage of me, 5% probably. It made me think about watching The Kissing Booth, if I ever did, in a different lens. And then it made me think that maybe Todd and Lindsay are right about He's All That. They're not, but it made me think for a second that what if they are right? I am right. I am right. (laughs) 
um we need more movies like this. We don't get like Freaky Fridays anymore or the Princess right. Diaries. We don't get this. Right. And we need and this, this is a little bit darker than those kind of movies, but like it was oh, it was so good. It was it fit perfectly in with that like group of movies that's like um like Jawbreaker and Mean Girls Easy and A. John Tucker Must Die. Right. And All like of that, these like, movies that we need genre. they're necessary. And we don't get them anymore. Right. But this year we did, baby. We and did. it was so good. <laughs> Oh man! I love um, all of the actors were like thirty. Oh my god, it was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I really like too that a lot of people have talked about, but the fact that they have actors from like all these different teen shows, just like in assembly, yeah, um, different like Euphoria and Riverdale and and all the they check all the boxes. What was the um, name of the group of like cis guys that supported women? What was that? Do you remember? Oh my God. What was their name? I uh, loved that. It was so funny. Yes. It was. <clears throat> uh, yeah. What were your other two takes? Hey, I'm trying, I'm trying to look for it real quick. Oh, okay. Cause I really wanted to, find the name of it i i have my other last take it actually relates to uh the awards like you were talking about um and sophie turner's cameo she was so good i actually forgot she was in this movie (laughs) she was the best part oh my god she's like i don't do cocaine (laughs) it's so good it's I'm sorry. I laughed way more at this movie than everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> That's quite a take. Okay. Uh, my opinion is that we made all these rule changes and everything. And this could look stupid uh, a couple years from now. Um, I think the new era of Best Picture Voter is going to eventually be worse. <laughs> mm. And let me explain. Here's the thing. Movies <laughs> like... And maybe, because they're getting more diverse, you think no, it's worse? No, no. Wow. No, no. I think that's what you just said. I can't no, believe no. he said that. He's a racist, guys. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, I just, I think there was, look, the Oscars needed to be shaken up, sure. But my problem is, I think we're going to get to a point in a couple, like a decade from now where a lot of these movies are seen as like, like being weird or like an A24 movie is now Oscar bait because it gets nominated. And then movies like Amsterdam are the gross, gross old fuddy duddy movies. And they don't, you know, and, and Amsterdam is, you know, who knows? We haven't seen Amsterdam, but um, I just, I think that we're going to get to a point where people can't complain about stuff like green book. And I think that's part of the fun of the Oscars. And we need that. I don't agree. Mm. <laughs> Wait, look, is a King's speech is if the King's speech comes out this year, would that win Best Picture? No, no. And think, and it should. <clears throat> Thank God, that's a good thing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> King's speech is a great movie. No, it's not. Hey. That one is the King's bad... What? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Have, let me. You just let me have old man and that's why you're mad. You're like, let me, let me go further on this. Do you <laughs> think the King's speech gets nominated if it comes out this year? No, no I don't. Good. 
You old, old man who's so much older than me with your old man Grandpa kicks. These young kids and their good movies are ruining the Oscars. I like a feel-good piece with... Here's my point. Here's my point. Until the Oscars get weird enough to where they nominate Do Revenge, I'm not there with it. You're just, you're pretending to be cool. And I don't like that. We just need more people to slap each other. (laughs) (laughs) How you get people to view it. Yep. That could be it. That could be it. it. Just having a -a slap-a-thon at the next Oscars. Um, Well, that'll do it for the takes. Um, as we've exhausted all of these um, for this recording. We'll probably talk about... I had two horror movies I wanted to talk about with Todd, but we'll do that another time. Uh, This has been Hot Takes with all that film uh, group. Hey, Todd and Lindsay, baby! Woo! Barbarian's a bad movie. No, it's not. All right. Um, (laughs) That is is again a sizzle for another time. Y'all have a good one. Bye. (laughs) Bye.